0: Subtitles on or off. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jess. We're a fan podcast for TV shows and movies. We're just here to chat about all the good things, TV and movies, and awards for both of the above. That's what we're chatting about today. It's award season, baby. We're deep in it. We will
1: dive into that. But first, did you watch anything this week?
0: I did. I watched a few things. I'm a capital L liar because I didn't finish Ted Lasso, like I said. Mm. I'm still in season three, but I wasn't home this week. I went to Visit my family, so that took up some time. But I am chugging along, so I'm still watching Ted Lasso. I am trying to like, if I do find myself with time or wanting to watch a movie, I'm trying to like just only watch things I haven't seen before. Yes. And Netflix really hits me with that leaving soon button, so <laughs> I, I see those and I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I have no choice but to watch this right now. So I watched Black Swan mm-hmm. the other night. Never seen it before. Have you seen it? I have. Yeah. Did you watch it like when it came out? Yeah. Like. So it's been a while. Speaking of award season, like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I think Natalie Portman won for that one. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think I was just like, either it was too dark or I was too young or whatever, not interested when it came out. And I know I've heard people talk about it, like, in the industry. So I wanted to watch it. A really interesting movie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I, as like the audio, I feel like I need to watch it again. Like, it deserves a second watch because... In the audience, I wasn't sure what was real. And I wasn't sure what was happening. I understand that that's the point. Right. um, Because she's not sure either. Mm -hmm. And we're so deep in her head. Yeah, really crazy. Especially the ending. I was like, what? Like, I was... My mind was... (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's one of those movies. I honestly... I don't think I'll rewatch it. But I don't remember too much of the details of it. But I did watch it, like, closer when it came out. So I was pretty young.
0: Yeah. But I do remember it
1: being crazy
0: yeah it was just really interesting I really felt like I was like in her head and the way that she would see women on the street or in dance class or whatever and she would see her own face Uh uh-huh yeah yeah and that was crazy and then like the rivalry and the hallucinations with Mila Kunis and then yeah the ending scene was fucked (laughs) like I still don't even know what happened
1: what happens at the end?
0: Well, so, like, Mila Kunis is in her dressing room and is in, like, I'm taking your part, essentially. Oh, oh, it's the... And then she kills her. Yes. Hides her body. Yes. Goes out on stage, and then... Which... And during that whole fight, she's, like, seeing her own face on Mila Kunis and, like, in the costume and everything, and it's very much like White Swan versus Black Swan, and then she goes out on stage, finishes the number, and it's herself that was hurt and she had killed herself Right, which is also part of the story of the black swan of saying like she fell in love and the lover like chose somebody else or left her or whatever and then she killed herself so it. it was just crazy yeah
1: because doesn't mila kunis's character come up and it's like oh my god you did so great well whatever and then yeah. she realized like oh i didn't kill you and then like she's the one like bleeding or yeah exactly yeah, yeah. okay yeah. i remember yeah
0: but again, like, Ooh. the fact that she was fully willing to kill another person. Yeah. And just, like, went out on stage after, like, nothing happened. I was like, oh, girl, you're crazy. Crazy.
1: For ballet. Like, it's just, like. I know. Dance movies are honestly so insane. Or really just any sort of um, passion in the arts. So, like, I've also watched this movie Called the perfection or something, and it's about like a uh, like a like a violinist or whatever. Mm. But like movies like that and like dancing, like those bitches are crazy. Yeah, I've
0: yeah, I feel like it's quite the mind fuck, especially because with dance, it's not just about like technique and ability, which it is. But I'm trying to like relate to relate that to athletes. Like, yeah. say you're the best football player on the team or whatever nobody's sitting there saying like you're too fat you need to lose weight you're not pretty enough to be a lead like all this stuff so it's quite the mind fuck of like oh my god I'm not good enough and that's what they struggle with also the like
1: non-stop competition of everyone's replaceable like you can be replaced in a minute like you mess up you're out reminds me of whiplash too whiplash see yeah go you go crazy when yeah damn it's like you could be replaced by anybody that like could be better than you and it's like no 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 (laughs) no one's better than me it's fine yeah wow that's crazy yeah But, um, yeah, I think that's all I watched. I'm kind of in the same boat of, like, I am trying to watch things I haven't watched. But I've also started a new hobby. So I've been diamond painting, (laughs) which is so fun. But it's so, like, I'm, like, kind of just paying attention to that. But I like to have a little background, you know? So, like, usually I rewatch a lot of
0: stuff while I'm doing that because I don't have to pay attention much. I do the same thing when I do my nails. Oh, actually, I just rewatched. I did rewatch Top Gun Maverick. Because you told me to. Doesn't that shit slap?
1: Still, it was so good. <laughs> so good.
0: It was so good. Honestly, I was like, why but I crying?
1: It, oh my god! Like every time, look, I call me like a Bros Bro. I love that fucking movie.
0: I no Bros Bro. What are you talking about? I reround the football scene. I was I, like, wait, I <laughs> I was painting my nails. I missed it. I gotta I, watch it again. That
1: too. But I feel like Top Gun is just such a like guys guy movie. Like you know and. This new one, I feel like it's on, like, all guys, like, favorite, like, movies and shit. Like, it's on mine. Like, it's one of my favorite yeah, movies. Yeah. It's so good.
0: I mean, I've always loved an action movie. It's funny. It's fun. And, like, yeah. It's heartfelt. It, I feel like it's a guy's movie just because of, like, the content of it. But I'm sitting there and I'm looking at Miles Teller, Glenn Powell, and... um jay, jay ellis, ellis yeah and i'm having a great time yeah. <laughs> like i have zero complaints there's not a bad scene in that movie like yeah, no it's amazing
1: i uh, know that movie is so fucking good. So good that movie is so good i when i rewatched it um i like i finished it and i was like i, I want to watch it again yeah like literally right when it ended i was like oh let's do it again bring it back bring it back
0: <laughs> wrap I, around i love it so much i love it so much so good so you've been diamond painting yes
1: yeah, so i've been diamond painting <laughs> Um, what a hobby. But I also... So I like to... When I'm doing stuff like that, I like to like watch musicals. Because like I like to have a little music going on, too, with the story. Yeah, that's a good time. Um, So I turned on Rent this week. And I... Like, I couldn't tell you if I've seen Rent before. I was like, I've, I don't I know. It's one of those where I'm like, I think I tried watching it. Maybe I didn't finish it. I don't know.
0: Or like, you know the story and you've seen the musical numbers. So put the pieces together. Right. I get yeah. the gist of it. Yeah.
1: It was good. It was fine. I really... I think it was a like a good movie. I think the mute the actual musical itself was probably even better. Mm, um, on stage, but I do think this is one. I saw a TikTok where someone was talking about like actors that reprised their role in the movie from Broadway, and I think the majority of the cast in the movie also did the play. That's cool. Um, which I think made it more authentic and made it like that movie like such a prized possession to the musical community i think everybody really likes it um but it was great and i'm glad i i watched it so yeah now i can check that off my list i was like i've seen (laughs) rent perfect
0: (laughs) yeah i still need to see
1: that it it felt really old you could tell it's an old musical yeah yeah yeah. i don't know but the storyline was fun okay it was very like progressive yeah new york it was great last night i watched fried green tomatoes is on netflix so fried green tomatoes, I had never seen. And I grew up, My like, my dad likes it. My mom always talked about oh, it. Oh,
0: it's old. Okay, sorry. I, it's old. I'm, I don't think I've ever heard of this. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: old. It's like Steel Magnolia's old. Like, it's oh, kind of around okay. the same Got it. time. Um, 1991 is when it came out. Okay. And we, me and Fallon were, like, watching it. She she was like, oh, my God, fried green tomatoes. Like, let's watch it. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen it. She gets so good. Let's watch it. So we turn it on. We get about 10 minutes in. She goes... This isn't the movie I thought it was. I was like, Did you think it was Steel Magnolias? She said, Yes, I did. <laughs> I was like, Cool. I was like, Well, we're already here. Yeah. Let's see what it's about. Yeah. So, Kathy Bates is in it. There's a bunch of other people in it. But the gist of this movie, and we loved it. I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. It's was like, This was a great watch. Is you have like modern day, so like 91. And then this Kathy Bates character is visiting, like, a nursing home to visit, like, her husband's aunt or something, befriends this, like, old lady that lives there. And this old lady is, like, telling her just this, like, fun story of, like, the murder of this guy. Like, oh, there's this, Fun like, story, this, yep. yep. Yeah, she was like, so the rumor has it so-and-so killed, you know, this guy, but, you know, we never know to this day if she did, blah, blah, blah. So she's telling the story... That takes place in the 20s. So then you get the flashback of the story. And it's about just basically like these two best friends. These two female best friends. Iggy and Ruth. Okay. Gay. 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 Oh my god. (laughs) They're so in love with each other. We're sitting here watching it. And like the first scene of those two women together. And I look. Val and I look at each other. We're like we pause it. We go. Is this movie? Like is this queer coded? Like this is like. They're in love with each other. And so we just watch the whole thing. And like 100%. We're like. This was them telling people without telling people. And then you have, like, the ignorant people of the time who just didn't see it. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's about their friendship. And, like, they, like, literally have this life together. And um, it was just really great. It was, like, like, Kathy Bates' character was kind of learning life lessons through the story. And you get to fall in love with the females in, like, the 1920s and her and all that. So... It was fun, um, and then I got on Letterboxd after to rate it, and I'm so glad I didn't get on it before, because literally all the comments were, like, lesbians, lesbians, they're in love with each other. This is all, <laughs> like, all this stuff, it's all in there. Like, someone was like, this is the gayest movie without, but not gay enough at the same time. And I was like, it's so great. And, like, literally has such a high ratings. Like, all the people were like, yes, this is so good. Oh God, I love it. And I'm just, like, thinking, I'm like, did the people that watched it, in the nineties need to revisit it and really look at it a little bit differently.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot of movies like that. Yeah,
1: I bet. But no, this one. So it was a good watch. Um, it's on Netflix now. It was, it was really fun. Cute.
0: Yeah. That sounds fun.
1: Um, but yeah, that's about it. I, I didn't really, yeah, I haven't watched too much.
0: Yeah. I have up busy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I did watch Veronica Mars. Yeah. I did too. Boring.
1: I, I got... I have so many questions. (laughs) One, agree. So boring. Yeah. Um, The best scene was the flashback of Logan and Veronica making out in the car. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And she goes,
1: Logan, do you have a point to the story? And he was like, chill out. I'm getting there. We're Um, just lost
0: in the flashback. Yeah.
1: But why? Surely they're going to explain this to us. Why is Veronica unloading all of her secrets to the freaking guidance counselor?
0: That's what I didn't understand either. I was like, the guidance counselor hasn't been in character in, like, so long and... I don't know. I I think that she got called into the guidance counselor because she's been, like, falling asleep in class and, like, falling behind and stuff. Right. So it probably just started this spiral down of, like, that's the thing is, like, this show never explains Jack. Like, I feel like there could have been a moment where, yeah, she gets called into the guidance counselor or at least explain, like, Veronica, I haven't seen you in a while. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Veronica, I'm going to need to see you three times this week or once a week like give me something like Mm -hmm. i don't understand what's going on i don't understand how long like this episode takes place over right and like that's a good point yeah i didn't think about that i just it was giving like
1: okay they were trying to doing some they were trying to do something clever with the storytelling they're trying to like i know give us what veronica is going through by her retelling the story to the counselor i'm like okay cool but like veronica wouldn't just unload all of this all of her secrets all of her lying and sneaking into the principal's office and doing all this shit she wouldn't just tell the guidance counselor that unless like it was giving like i'm telling you this story to basically tell you that like i caught you and you did this essentially like you Mm. wouldn't just like just spill all of this to someone who has no involvement in it whatsoever. So that's what I kind of thought they were getting at. And then the end of the episode happened and I'm like, so the guy's counselor has nothing to
0: do with any of this. No, but I do feel like Veronica doesn't like to worry her dad. So I feel like she needed somebody to talk to. Like she couldn't tell her dad all of that. Yeah, that's true of her like being haunted and like, I don't know the nightmares and just trying to figure out like what's going on. Mm hmm. Especially if she still thinks that, like, somebody was after her. Yeah. That's fair. But this episode was 45 minutes of, like, bringing up new questions with zero answers. Like, yeah. we didn't nail anything down. We brought up new questions about, like, who did it, who like, who done it, like, who was on the bus or not on the bus. For a minute there, we thought Dick was on the bus, but no, she was playing a voicemail. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Right. Why
1: like <laughs> Yeah, and then we got this new like um oh niner that was on there.
0: Yeah, that, Bettina, my hairdresser's name. <laughs> I was like, I know Bettina <laughs>
1: Like what? Yeah. Uh,
0: trying to bring Weevil back into it too.
1: Yeah. And then like saying the did the Casablanca's dad do it
0: because he took out a life insurance policy on Dick and Beaver. Like what? I don't think the dad did it. I just think that like Oh, I guess the dad is the one who would benefit from the life insurance. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Because
1: he was like, Dick and Bieber are worth more to him dead than alive. That was
0: so weird because the dad's not even in the picture anymore. So I, I feel like that's just a one-off. Yeah. But they were saying something about like having to be close enough if it was an explosion. So does that mean like close enough like the limo behind the bus or close enough like in the bus?
1: Mm. That's a good point. I, yeah. Well, th- yeah, because then Veronica was getting out, okay, well, whoever wrote the I'm a God on the bus had something to do with it, and it was like a like a, su- like a murder-suicide situation. So, yeah, I guess she was thinking someone was in the bus that made the call to mm-hmm. the bomb that blew up because the whole thing of that was they had to know the bus was close enough to the cliff because the bomb only killed the bus driver, and then True. the fall and the drowning is what killed all the
0: kids. Right. Except Meg. Um, Okay, one of my theories, to piggyback off of your theory, is that I think that there was something sus going on. I forget the kid's name, maybe Patrick, the kid with the podcast. Oh, uh uh-huh. And he was in the closet, Mm -hmm. and then he was like going to out himself and somebody else, and he called it the outing of all outings.
1: Yeah. I think it's Beaver.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you were saying last week... Yep. how that might be like what was going on with him and Max. And then sorry, what's his real name? Cassidy? Cassidy, yeah. Okay. There was just like a weird camera pan of like kind of the conversation with the teacher. And I don't think the teacher's really involved. I don't really know how the outing would tie into the bus crash, but I think that like if Cassidy had either a relationship or just somebody knew that he was gay, I don't know why somebody would want to out him like that or like what that would have to do with the bus crash. But like, I feel like that ties in somehow. Yeah. Otherwise she wouldn't have brought it up in this episode of like, quote the outing of all outings.
1: Yeah. Because the teacher had nothing to do with anything. Right. Also. Oh my God. The, the, the Dick talking to the teacher, like just the, the like racist, like stereotypical. comment. I'm
0: just like, Oh, (laughs) Can't he's such an asshole. I can't with the early two thousands. I know, blowing my mind. Um, and then he's like hitting on his classmates, like so disgusting. Yeah, I can't. No. I did think it was really funny that the teacher was like, "So Dick, um, point out your your egg drop project," and he like couldn't even point yeah, it out. He's like, good. "I'll see you in summer school."
1: Also, Pyt, poor white trash. Stop. Yeah, that was bad. Stop. Okay. Anyway, back to your theory, um, <laughs> Cassidy. I like I like it. I like that theory. But I just don't think, like, why would Cassidy be the outing of all outing? Because, like, who cares about him? You know what I mean? I think, Other like, than the fact that he's a, a Casablanca's maybe.
0: Well, I'm trying to remember what his vibe was kind of before, like, before everything happened with his dad. Because I know that he's kind of, like, shy and quiet compared to Dick. But I do think before that him and Dick were, like... Macho, Like, him, Dick, and Logan would all hang out and, like, all that. And so I feel like maybe because he's putting on this front that it would just be, like, surprising. Yeah. Um, And, like, I don't think nobody cares about him. I just think that he's, like, he's just quiet. Yeah. But everybody does know who he is because of, like, who his family is.
1: Yeah. Well, and also, like, at the time, like, no one wants to be – no one wants to be outed ever, period. No. yeah. But at the time, it would – Literally, be the end of the world for any high school person. Yeah, who, who especially someone who didn't accept it
0: themselves. Right. So, so he's
1: giving that for sure.
0: I guess the thing that I don't understand. So the the other uh, gay guy that was in the closet, he was the one that was saying he's going to out somebody. Cause why would you want to out somebody if you're also you don't want to be out? Like I don't think he was the one saying it. The, okay, and I he was, I think it was the kid that who... that was on the bus. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just trying to remember who said what.
1: Yeah. Which does remind me. like, so bad. <laughs> I know. Which does remind me of the scene, the dream, when she was getting haunted. She He was, like, if I wasn't hooking up with the teacher. Because he was, like, if I wasn't hooking up with the teacher, why would I go to a... Ba- like, do I look like someone that's interested in going to a baseball field?
0: Yeah. Like, why was I on the
1: bus? Why the was I on place? the bus? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, like, just something to think about. Which another is just a thing. I'm just, like, okay, they're just pulling someone's chain. Like, I don't know. But then the teacher did admit to knowing that... He had a crush on him. That doesn't necessarily mean they were involved. The kid could have still had a crush on him and
0: went. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing is so weird. Like I said, like, it raised a lot of questions with no answers. And, like, I mean, obviously they only have a few episodes to wrap it up. And they'll tell us who did it. Yeah. But it, the other thing is, like, this whole episode of, like, who done the bus crash. Especially because last episode we kind of cleared up, like, the Logan and Felix of it all. hmm So this episode, really focusing on the bus crash was only about the kids it was like what like why was x y and z on the bus crash that i am a god painting yep. and like who had motive with like the insurance thing or whatever anyway so it's all about the kids and like maybe the teacher and the bus driver nothing back to um what's her face's dad
1: yeah or uh, curly the guy at the right place it's not like adding up or at Eccles, fucking the dad
0: they keep bringing that man up, and I'm like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, they're honestly making.
0: they yeah, like you said, they're adding um, more questions. To yeah, because um, speaking of Eccles, remember the theory of like Eccles hired Curly the to stunt guy to, yeah because Veronica like confessed not confessed but like testified or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's still an open theory. Yeah, dude. I don't know, girl. I don't know. I don't also, know. like, how does she maintain a valedictorian level GPA? When she's doing all this running around, like she really has smart. a little job at the cafe. She's always off investigating. She's also always like driving her ass to L.A. and San Diego. Yeah.
1: She's also always with her dad in the office. Right. Like, when does she do her homework?
0: <laughs> maybe that's why
1: she's that's why maybe that's that. Maybe that's the real reason why she's tired. She's up all night doing. Her yeah,
0: homework. I, I can imagine
1: yeah, I uh I don't know. I liked Logan and um, Wallace's little friendship development. That was cute. Um was cute. And then but Wallace doing the full one eighty on Veronica was like, You should cut him some slack and she was like, Excuse me?
0: <laughs> I think like Wallace had this moment where he was like watching the little intro to the Aaron Eccles documentary or whatever. And the thing is like when Logan's not being an absolute asshole, you do have to remember like He's been through a lot. His life has been shit. Like, And so I think Wallace just, like, feels bad for him. Yeah. Which, like, I do, too. Like, Mm -hmm. that's awful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I also think that's what Wallace was getting at. Also, Wallace saw that Logan was, like, trying to help Veronica. Like, I think Wallace sees that Logan still cares about Veronica. And back to your point of Wallace feeling bad and, like, being like, "Oh my god, you've been through a lot." That's how Veronica used to look at him. And I think yeah. she's kind of been scorned and kind of forgot. And I think she like I think Wallace saying that to her, she's like slowly getting back to that. Um especially because Veronica should know Logan and should know that when he's being a dick, it's cuz he is hurt. And yeah. he's trying to like not show feelings.
0: Like, hello. What is it during the flashbacks or like in real time when he was like Oh, is this is this why we broke up or something like that? And he um, and he was like, oh, cause he thought the other guy was greener. Yeah. He, he,
1: he, uh, yeah. Greener grass. Yeah. He said, uh, you thought the other guy had greener grass. I laughed at that. That was funny.
0: Yeah. I thought it was funny too, but I feel like it just shows that like, he still wants to be with her.
1: Right. And not to mention so like gutted that she went back to Duncan. Yeah. Like, oh God. It hurts. And honestly, I feel robbed by them. We only got like two episodes with them together. I know. And then we start season two with them broken up. I'm like, this is not okay with me. i <laughs> Just wait like, so till mad. next season.
0: I bet it's next season. Yeah. Or maybe even at the end of the season. Maybe we'll get like a kiss at the season finale. God, and, like, I hope so. Cliffhanger.
1: Yeah. But yeah, their little make out in the car really held me on this yeah. episode. I was like, <laughs> you gotta hold oh, us through. Thank God. I was like, please. Yeah. Especially
0: because Veronica was like kind of an asshole to him um, later in the episode. So Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully we'll. And then it, and Bray,
1: I still don't like the way they structure this show, though, from like the hard ending of one episode to like we're not talking about the fact that Thumper got murdered. Yeah. In a demolition.
0: Like, yeah. We're just not going to address that? Cool. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Like, I can't. It's. Also, psychotic. I don't really understand why Keith was dating.
1: I think he was trying to date, like trying to get an in. He was working for the the principal and was trying to get an in at that doctor's office that was lying for the kids. So I think he was just um. hmm?
0: Which doctor's office was lying for what kids?
1: The uh, the kids were getting like coming to school with notes note saying they have severe anxiety and they need a, uh, oh, they need to um, I didn't catch get an extension all. on stuff, yeah. which is how What's-Her-Face was given right. by with a lot of stuff as well. And that's also why Keith was at the school, not to date the guidance counselor, but, but to principal. meet with the principal. And then we found that out whenever Veronica was sneaking into the principal's office, heard some, him coming, hidden in the okay. closet, Keith was there. That yeah. was funny, though, because Keith opened Just the so closet, funny. and she yep, was that's like, mine. hey.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I caught when he was on the date, and he was like, oh, office manager at a doctor's office, tell yeah. me more about that. So I kind of caught that, but I didn't really understand how it all tied into, like, the, the kids at school and stuff. But, right. okay, got it. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, and other than that, we it, – Yeah, it weird didn't, episode. And, yeah. With and the and, dreams and,
0: and – Oh, like, my God, Meg's baby on board shirt oh and the oh, dream. Wow. Stop. <laughs> I died.
1: I just, like, the minute she brought up Meg, I was like, Oh, can we not? Literally. <laughs> I think I hate Meg more than Duncan. I'm <laughs> just like, I don't – Care, I don't care.
0: I did think it was funny though that she was like, "Oh, I forgot I'm dead, so like this really doesn't matter." Yeah, she's like, Neh. i yeah. was like, yeah, you are. Go away."
1: Not to mention, it's all in Veronica's head. Like all of these conversations. I know. Like she's like, I mean, dreams yeah do tell you something, but they don't tell you stuff you don't already know. Like Veronica's clearly, this is all in her subconscious. Like I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think it's just like either her way or like the show's way of like having us investigate the bus cash. Same thing with like, like exploring all the options.
1: Yeah. It's definitely giving like season one when she would talk to Lily as well. Yeah. 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 Hm. Anyway, I need this season to be over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move it along. You know what? With all this buildup, whoever fucking crashed the bus better be, it better be the most jaw dropping reveal. Literally. of all time. Okay? Literally, Like, please tell me I didn't just waste a whole season on this show. For like nothing, for it to be like an accident, or why should be like the principal or something? I
0: don't know. Like why should be the sheriff? oh Get that man out of here.
1: And I like it's to the point now where we're not even getting enough clues to where like we can't even make an educated guess.
0: No, I'm. So I have confused. no
1: idea who did it.
0: That's what I'm saying. Is like we haven't even revisited the theories of like Mr. Cook and Curly and yeah. Eccles and like all that. It's just like what are we doing?
1: Yeah. Although, then again, we couldn't really make an educated guess on who killed Lily either. They weren't really giving us anything.
0: Yeah, that was confusing. But also, like, the theory of them coming after Veronica, I feel like, isn't even a theory anymore because there have been no further attempts on her life. Yeah. So. True. But she's, like, taking it so personally and investigating it and, like, I don't know. It's just been a lot. We need to wrap it up. What do we have, like, three episodes left? Four? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22?
1: like five yeah
0: damn okay
1: please like review subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast and we do a poll and a question on spotify we'd love your feedback and interaction
0: yeah hit us with those five stars we're also over on socials on instagram and tiktok at subtitles on our podcast and we're on x at s-o-o-o podcast we're just doing some more fun stuff over there so join us
1: We are deep into award season and I guess we're kind of just gonna use this episode to for those people who don't know I guess explain the differences in all of the award shows talk about like who votes on them kind of a little bit of history on them and then we can kind of get into the big the Oscars kind of towards the end talk Mm -hmm. about our predictions and kind of just our thoughts on also the winners of people that have already like of the award shows that have already passed.
0: I'm excited. I love award season. I love the fashion and, like, just the vibes. I like that some of them are more prestigious and some of them are a little bit more chill. Mm -hmm. And there's always some kind of controversy, whether it's the host or whether it's the slap or, like, just shit going down. Like, it's exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, live television, nothing like it.
0: That's Yeah, that's also (laughs) what I was just going to say is, like, yeah, to be watching it live oh my god when the slap happened i swear to god i wasn't live i remember i was a little bit behind oh, right. and you texted me and you were like are you live or are you not <laughs> and i was like oh lord have mercy like Ooh, to watch that whole thing
1: yeah so exciting no that was crazy i mean i remember watching were you watching the la la land moonlight debacle live? <gasps> yes i would I- I still to this day. I've only watched it the one time. I cannot the secondhand embarrassment, the tragedy. Like I just cannot. It's horrible. I can't watch it. Yeah, no.
0: I forget who was it that he was like. I remember him like frantically running on the stage, like "Where's the envelope? Where's the envelope? Where's yeah. the envelope?" And he finally just like comes out and he's like, "Moonlight." And yes. he was like, oh, fuck. "Maybe I should rewatch it." But it's yeah. yeah. Oh, I have children right now. Thinking about it. Also, yeah. like it's just so award season is so beautiful and emotional and like to watch Cheryl, Cheryl re Oh my God, Cheryl Lee Ralph win last year. And she starts like singing on stage. Cause she's mm-hmm. just so overcome and like, uh, Nisi Nash she was like, I'd like to thank myself. myself? <laughs> yes. Um, and, like, to hear everybody's story and to watch everybody get so emotional about their wins is so, so beautiful. And, like, this one clip always comes up. I forget which award show it's from. I forget what she's winning for. Maybe it is La La Land. But um, Emma Stone, when she, like, makes eye contact with Angie Garfield in the audience. Stop. I'm I know. I know.
1: Oh, God, it hurts. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Because that was the year they both got nominated for an Oscar that yeah. year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he was, like, so happy for her. Yeah. Oh well, then
1: that reminds me, too, like, of um, when, I mean, they weren't dating, but Kate Winslet, when she won, and she, like, thanked Leo. Yeah. Stop.
0: Oof. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful stuff.
1: It's so fun. Like, it's fun when you're into movies and TV, because it's really fun to see the changes, the, the people that don't win consecutively every yep. year and then when you finally when they win and you're just like this is so powerful like this is so important yeah and then there's people that still to this day have not won and it's just like come on yeah and then we'll get into it of like people that like don't get nominated for things that you just like feel like they needed to get nominated for and it's just like it's crazy and there's obviously yeah like you were mentioning the hierarchy of like what's you know more important like the stuff that like people care about and stuff that like people don't
0: right um and just to address up top like all of the not even controversy but just like outright you could say discrimination and like lack of nominations for people of color in like this huge history like just forever forever yeah, yeah. i would like to say that in recent years progress has been made and there's been a lot of spotlights on different cultures which is really exciting to see projects And films, like, just highlight really cool cultures. And there's, like, Korean films and Mm -hmm. Native American films and everything. Ali Wong and her co-star, One for the Beef. Things like that. Yeah. That um, are just... Yeah, it's really exciting to see the progress being made. But I will say, like, we haven't made enough. And, like, Oppenheimer. Like, that's a historical film. Like, all the important people in that movie are white. Like, it's just... Yeah, and it's, of course, one of the biggest films of the year, so...
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, about making a movie about a subject like that is, like... If they're trying to be historically accurate, yeah, there's not going to be, which is just so annoying. But then you have, like, great movies like Killers of the Flower Moon that Mm -hmm. really hones in on, like, Oklahoma and the oil industry and the Native Americans and the tribes and all that. That also got nominated for... Exactly. Best Picture, so... Yeah, Yeah, I agree, 100%. I would say it has gotten better, like, I think this is the first year that there is the most, like, people of color nominated, but still not enough. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that goes for, like, TV as well with, like, you know, Quinta Brunson and, like I said, Cheryl Lee Ralph winning for Abbott Elementary. Um, And Nancy Nash
1: finally winning.
0: Right. Like, there, there are projects coming out that I feel like highlight people of color more, which is really exciting. I know when Abbott Elementary first started, a lot of people of color were just excited to watch a TV show that was like so relatable and like um, Quinta Brunson's like wearing a bonnet on, you know, primetime TV. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So it's really exciting to see more stuff coming out. Um, And then, yeah, there's like you said, there's a lot of things nominated and a lot of things, um, a lot of people as well that, were nominated, and a lot of people that didn't get nominated. So also, let's get into it.
1: Yeah, fun fact, because uh, we're talking about um, Issa Rae. Every movie Issa Rae was in this year is nominated for an Oscar. <laughs>
0: Period.
1: Pop off, queen. Wait, what else was she in? Um, she was in American Fiction. Oh, okay. Barbie, and oh, I don't remember the other one. I'm so sorry. Um, it'll come to me, but yeah,
0: but we'll yeah. talk about it. I love her.
1: Okay, yeah, so. We can just dive. We'll get more into the Oscars, obviously, later. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. So, I guess... So, usually, award season kicks off with the Emmys. Mm -hmm. Like, Emmys usually are in the fall, the year of. So, like, for the year of 2023, it would be in fall of 2023, not winter 2024, like most of them do. But because of the writer's strike... And the SAG strike um, last year, it did get delayed. So we got the Emmys this year after Golden Globes. But usually it's reversed.
0: Mhm. Yeah, uh, the Emmys are usually held in September, which lines up with like kind of the start of the fall season of TV for like the following year. But the qualifying period for the Emmys is June 1st to May 31st. So like for 2023, the qu- the 2023 Emmys that would have been held in September would have been from May of 22 mm. to June of 23. Yeah. And then they vote and deliberate and then hold it in September. Um, So that's a little bit different. Yeah. From the other ones. Most of the other, if not all of the awards shows run from January to December of the right. prior year. The calendar year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So speaking of the Emmys. The Emmys are voted on by members of the Academy of Television, Arts, and Science, which has approximately 20,000 members. So that includes like actors, directors, cinematographers, like pretty much everybody in the industry. Mm -hmm. And there's 27 categories. And again, just for TV. So separated into like comedy and drama, similar to how the Golden Globes do their TV categories. But the Emmys are a little bit more like in depth So there's also categories for like reality competition Variety show talk show yeah. Talk series show things like that yeah. Which is really fun And the other thing that I didn't understand until researching For this episode was that For some reason I don't know if it's just That like they're talked about more Or maybe I don't know but I guess I just Was always under the impression that the Golden Globes were like more serious mm. Than the Emmys mm-hmm. I thought it went like Oscars Golden Globes then Emmys no no, yeah. The Golden Globes are second to both the Emmys and the Oscars. The yeah. Emmy is the big one for TV and the Oscars, the big one for film, obviously, yeah. but the Golden Globes do both. Yeah. It's not necessarily like hand in hand, but right. yeah, the Emmys are like the big one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. Especially because like with the, it's like the Academy of Television and then it's like the Academy of Film. It's like, it's the best of the best in those um, voting and nominating um, branches and people, I guess. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, like, I guess I knew that. I guess I never really thought about it too hard. Usually, too, like I said, the, the voting kind of is very similar across the board of, like, who's going to take the Emmy, who's going to take the Golden Globe. But, again, not always. Like, it really kind of depends on the Hollywood foreign film versus the Academy and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, did you watch the Emmys this year? Mm-mm. They were good. The In Memoriam killed me. Gutted. Yeah. Got it, me. <laughs> mm.
0: Was that the one with Charlie Puth?
1: Yeah, I think he does it every year. Honestly, I was gonna say he Charlie always sings, sings th-
0: that fucking song. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> loves a memoriam Well, I think he did the first one because that was like when Paul Walker died, and they used that song in the movie for that scene. Even it was there to perform on that one. I think. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like yeah. ever since that time and that song, and it just wrecks me yeah. every time. Yeah um yeah I think he's done that a few times since then yeah
1: I like can tell that I'm getting like I'm not saying I'm old but you know when you get older you start to know more actors yeah and then so you start to know more people that are in the in memoriam this was the first year that I literally knew most of them like mm-hmm. who they were and had seen stuff that they were in and it was really really sad and then when Charlie switched up and started singing the Friends theme song
0: nope no done wrecked, wrecked
1: done, me. Uh, done.
0: Yeah, I did watch that. I have seen that. Um, I I agree with you on like the in memoriam and just like also as if you think about like in the time of history that we're in, Hollywood and all of that is really only like 60 years old. Mm -hmm. So maybe like, I guess 80 because it started in like the 40s. So I feel like that being said, over the last 20 years, we've seen a lot of people pass away because they started in the industry like way back when Mm -hmm. so but also we've also seen like the industry as a whole just exponentially grow and there's just more actors just out there like there's there's more things being made there's more things that we're taking in so there's more names that we know and that just like I mean life like yeah
1: 100% I guess since we're on the Emmys we could talk about some Emmy highlights like the bear swept the Emmys in the comedy category uh Jeremy Allen White won um um, oh my god what's her name Io 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 Edebrey yep she won for her category um oh my god cousin won I don't have any of their names pulled up but the bear swept they won best (laughs) comedy show yeah and then succession swept for drama Mm mm-hmm Beef swept for limited series.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, The Bear won six Emmys. Netflix's The Beef earned five. And Succession... I don't know. I think also five. One,
1: two, three, four, five. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so literally swept and then uh john oliver also won like all his categories john oliver always wins the variety shows and all of that they made a new category this year um it was actually really funny they made a a talk show specific like an interview specific talk show category which john oliver does not qualify for so Mm. therefore trevor noah won and it was funny And his speech was funny because he said um he was like, I told you we'd win if John Oliver wasn't in our category. It was a good speech. Wait, so how does John Oliver not qualify? He doesn't actually interview people. It's like a... Um, it's like
0: the news, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's just like a variety sketch kind of vibe. Honestly, I'm going to be real. I've never really watched it, but he he never... he John Oliver doesn't really interview people. It's not like a talk show.
0: No, but when you said sketch, now I'm thinking I have no idea what his show is because I thought it was like The Daily Show where it was like news.
1: Yeah, I think it is. But I think he also does. I mean, maybe not sketch. I could be wrong. But, like, like scripted-ish. Oh. Ish.
0: What is it called? John Oliver Tonight?
1: Yeah. Because, like, in the talk show variety, like, Jimmy Fallon was nominated. Seth Meyers. Stephen Colbert. Um, Jimmy Kimmel. Like, all the... I probably already said him. But all the late-night talk show hosts that you think of. Which I don't know if Trevor Noah does interviews. But, yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, he has people yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. on... Oh, it's called, it's called, it was called Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Features the show's weekly topical insights, signature deep dives, and distinctive comedy pieces. Yeah. There you go. But it is political and culturally focused. Interesting. A satirical, insightful, and meticulously researched look at current events in the U.S. and around the globe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, the, I, yeah, I was confused. I didn't know it was so comedy. I Because he was, he would win Emmys for writing for Jon Stewart. Right. Yeah. For the Daily Show. So that's why I thought it was similar to yeah. that. But I guess it's a little different. And
1: he also, because within that, his category, the variety show or whatever, so is Stephen Colbert. So are all the other talk shows. So, like, um, it seems that way, which is why they made, they probably just made that new fucking category. So the, the other guys could feel like they won something because John yeah. Oliver swept every year. But when they made the separate category of talk show specific, interview style specific, he no longer qualified for that. So, therefore, someone else could I mean, win.
0: solid. I love Trevor Noah. Like, he's so yeah. funny.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so glad he won. Yeah. I don't like Stephen Colbert. I'm always bored when I'm watching his
0: show. So Colbert not is not. Bored. The only th- time I like a Stephen Colbert clip is when uh, Nick Minaj is on. Because they have a vibe. <laughs> so funny. He is
1: sweet. And, like, he does give, I think, really in-depth and personal interviews. I just, like, I guess I just don't like them. Because if I'm watching this, I don't really care. Like, I'll listen to a podcast if they're on. I don't well,
0: watch. I I would say he's. Like if you put them all in a bucket, I think that he's not as fun as like Kimmel and Fallon right. for sure. So, but I feel like Fallon went too gimmicky. I'm over Fallon.
1: I'm Honestly, so over Fallon. My like, favorite Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers is my favorite. I like Seth
0: Meyers. I love. Yeah, Seth Fallon Meyers plays yet. too many games and it's like too kitschy. He's t- he th- he took the fake laugh too far. Like I'm over it. Well, like, he thinks he's the main character. He's yeah. like trying to sing and like have his own show. Yeah. What I will say is like he is. I guess he's,
1: like, doing it for the, I mean, not to, like, do it, but, like, the Midwest, like, the older community oh, that, yeah. like, have we're always not watched crowd. him. We're not the crowd. We are the the Kemmel, the Seth Meyers, that kind of crowd where, like, they're funny, but they're also just, like, dry, and they yeah. just kind of get to the point.
0: I'm really excited for Taylor Tomlinson.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about that, actually. I love <laughs> that we're kind of, we're going all over the place. I don't care. Um, so, her show is on. It's not a talk show. Oh. It's like a... um, I thought she was replacing James Corden. I think she did time-wise, but it's not a talk show. It's a... She has on... It's almost like a game show slash like almost kind of like a ridiculousness vibe where she's the host. They show a meme or something and they have three comedians on who buzz in it's also kind of like a whose line is it anyway. It's really a variety of all those shows of the comedians joining like with a joke on whatever is on the screen. She awards them points based off if she liked their answer or not. Huh. Very weird and not what I was expecting. I, is it
0: funny? Is it good?
1: It's fine. It's funny if you know the comedians. I didn't know a lot of them. Max Greenfield was on an episode, which was interesting. But yeah, not a talk show because I was so excited. I was
0: like, ooh, who are you interviewing? Yeah. Not, nope. Well, that's very misleading because they were like, Taylor Tomlinson, youngest woman to join late night, like, mul- like she's not a millennial. What is she, like a... I think not, she's a millennial. She's a millennial. Yeah, she she's is. Yeah. in her 30s. Um, yeah, so they were like making this big hoopla about it, and I was ready. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: Again, I think it's the similar to like John Oliver, it's like not really a talk show, but it is a late night
0: show. It sounds entertaining. I do really like her. I like yeah. her comedy. I've seen her Netflix specials. Um... That's just so interesting. Yeah,
1: like, it's giving Taj 2.0. It's giving Whose Line Is It Anyway? Um, What was the other one I said? Ridiculousness. ridiculousness. Yeah. It's giving that vibe where, like, commentary on memes, awarding points, kind of like Whose Line Is It Anyway, like, stuff like that. Interesting. Very interesting.
0: I'll check it out. That sounds fun. Maybe depending on, like, who the comedians are.
1: The first episode she has uploaded on YouTube. Okay. The full episode is on there, so you can watch it.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, yeah i'd be interested to see where it goes i don't think yeah. i can't imagine it would be that every single episode every single night forever mm-hmm. so like she'll they'll probably throw in other bits yeah um here and there yeah so interesting okay let's get back to where were we the emmys the emmys yeah but i
1: think that that mean that's pretty much this is so succession is done that was their final season, and they were kind of projected to win everything. Like, Kieran Culkin won, Sarah Snook won, um, Matthew McFadden won. Um, but they're done. This was the first year Euphoria wasn't in it because there wasn't a new season of Euphoria. Because mm. I was like, I Zend- I was like where's Zendaya? Yeah, Stranger Things, yep. Because yeah. um, Zendaya usually sweeps. Euphoria usually sweeps that. But, you know, they weren't there. Nothing new. So, yeah.
0: What about The Last of Us? Were they nominated? They were.
1: But they were nominated within the drama category. So Succession. So Succession won. Yeah. Well, Pedro Pascal wasn't
0: even nominated. It's all the White Lotus and Succession. Right. I forgot
1: about the White Lotus. Did you watch season two? I did.
0: I didn't. I watched season one.
1: Oh yeah. Um. Um. What's her name? One Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So that. We'll be interesting. I've, I'd be interested to see what next year looks like. Because yeah. I don't know what's coming out this year after the writers' strike.
1: Well, and they're going to have to adjust the the acceptance of, like, getting in in time, you know? Because there was no shows in May That's true. June. That's true. Like, there's not a lot to
0: work from. I wonder if we're going to, like, skip a year or something.
1: And they'll probably just extend it. Like, they probably won't do it. Oh, right. Because they won't do it in September. No, you can't. When the things come out. Honestly, I kinda liked it after the Golden Globes. I feel like since the Golden Globes aren't as important, like do the Golden Globes first, then it kinda gives you like a oh who might take the Emmy? I don't know. Who's gonna take the Oscar? I don't know. And I like it kinda that. it builds it up because the that's how it was this year, because like Jeremy Allen White won the Golden Globe, Io Debris won the Golden Globe, like they were winning everything, the Bear was winning everything. So I was like, Oh, Bears sweeping the Emmys. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. So I kind of I liked that. Yeah. But again, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do this year.
0: There's so many shows that, like, are delayed. Some have l- release dates for this year, but, like, were pushed out. Like, Bridgerton season three. Not that that's, like, an Emmy-winning show. <laughs> I'm just thinking of an example of a show that was delayed. Right, right, right. Um, but then there's also – it does seem that there were shows that were, like, for instance, maybe already filmed – And during the strike just didn't get edited. And so after that, and once the new contracts and everything were resolved and people were coming back to work, maybe some shows were in editing and like they're just now getting released. Like there's some shows that have already come out, Mm -hmm. you know, in 2024. So it'll be interesting to see how it affects the rest of the year.
1: Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do.
0: Okay. So Emmys compared to Golden Globes. So like we said, the Golden Globes are like not as important. The Emmys are the big one for TV, but the Golden Globes do have, the Golden Globes have a total of 27 categories. So it's film and TV and they're the both film and TV are split up into musical slash comedy and drama. And then of course there's the categories for like limited series. Also there, all of this ties into like, director and cinematographer and stuff like that. There's categories for that too. The Globes, like we said, it's January to December. So the Globes that were held in January was for all of 2023. So Mm -hmm. yeah, actually again, like writer's strike affected. I'm sure there were things that were slotted to come out end of 2023 that didn't. Yeah. So the bear and succession came out kind of early, early
1: in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. That came out before. Yeah.
0: The Golden Globes are voted on by the Hollywood Foreign Press, which I think I was reading something that, that that's transitioning now. Is it? Um, yeah, because there were there was so much controversy that the Hollywood Foreign Press was so exclusive. And that's part of why only white people were winning. Mm. <laughs> um it's not funny i just it's nervous laughter well
1: because there was always the running joke of like well you know to show up to the golden globes because you know you're going to win because your production got it for you yeah there was that whole yeah yeah
0: it's a little corrupt it's a little like niche and weird so um i was reading something that it's i don't know that it's completely going away i think the hollywood foreign press is still involved because it's like the hollywood foreign press dick clark productions and eldridge productions are now part of it so Mm. that's part of why we're seeing more diverse nominees which is great and making progress there yeah the hollywood foreign press was only about 300 entertainment journalists around the world that is not a lot that's not a lot Wow, i actually did not know it was that small yeah holy so oh and then the golden globes are the one i think the oscars had one of these too but the golden globes used to have a world film favorite award Mm. um and it was voted on by basically like public society around the world and it was conducted by Mm rooters um and so yeah a lot of people were like kind of upset that they took that away because which it's come up in recent years with the conversations around like the dark knight wakanda forever was nominated things like the avengers movies or like yeah the avengers movies that are like breaking box office records or like barbie breaking box office records things like that that are like favorites yeah would like to be recognized for those.
1: I think... So, this year at the Globes, they did add a new category called Box Office and uh, Cinematic Accomplishment. Achievement or whatever. Right, right, right. Which, I guess, if I'm looking at it, they probably just replaced the fan favorite with that. But it kind of took the power out of the hands of the people to vote on it. And they they were just awarding the people that essentially made the most money. Which I do think is, you know, needed. Like, I think that is so important because... Um, I see a lot of people make so many good points of you talk to a lot of people and you know they probably haven't seen most of the films that are being nominated and it kind of makes you feel like am I a fan of movies like do I just not
0: I feel like a bad person right I'm like (laughs) Like... am I not
1: smart enough to understand these like good films or whatever yeah and it's just like no like everyone has different tastes but like a lot of people make movies for the awards I mean they don't and then there's people that make movies for the fans yeah and, you know, Marvel falls into that category. Barbie fell into both, in my opinion. Um, I think Oppenheimer is really impressive for how they managed to make such a award artsy film and get it geared to the people so well that, like, so many people saw it. Like, it's a very interesting advertising technique that they did, um, which I think definitely catapulted that uh, up in the public. Right. But But, yeah, so I think the cinematic... Um, and box office achievement award is important. And especially because it was the only award Barbie won, essentially.
0: I know. But like, I remember gearing up for Barbie and everybody's like, Oh, it's just going to be like a chick flick. And I'm like, no, this is a film. Yeah. Like this is going to be so well done. And like commentary on feminism and patriarchy. And it was, Yeah, and it was great. Um, But I think that it achieved something so special because it, it was fun And it achieved what other films try to do. But there are other films, like you said, that are made just for the awards that they're they're trying too hard. It's too serious. It's over a lot of people's heads. Or even, like, I just don't want to.
1: Well, and also, it's not accessible to the public most of the time. Because films like that, like Anatomy of the Fall, for instance, to be nominated for an Oscar in any of these awards, you do have to release into theaters in la new york in major cities and stuff like that there's Mm -hmm. a whole list of qualifications Mm -hmm. so most films like this literally only pay to be in those qualifying theaters because they know it's going to cost them more to put it in the theaters across the world than they'll make back on it they know that and that is also what's wrong with the system, too, is that like the people haven't seen those movies because it's not accessible to them. Therefore, they don't know about it until award season. And then at that point, they're like, well, I don't really care. It doesn't look like something I want to watch. Yeah.
0: And it, that's the problem. In a sentence, that's all I got. Well, and I think also, too, like, I, I love award season. I love looking into what's good and what's winning awards and things like that. However, what you just said about like, it's not accessible. And also maybe I just don't like it. I think that's totally valid. Like I think that there are movies that I would not choose to watch if there wasn't somebody and that somebody being like the Academy or like all these people voting and stuff. If there wasn't somebody telling me like, this is a great movie. Yeah. And honestly, you could sit here and tell me it's a great movie. I could sit here and watch and be like fantastic film Oscar winner done 10, 10 10 out of 10 i didn't like it however i'm depressed <laughs> yeah. it was hard i had to like fight my way through it yeah like sometimes it's just not enjoyable and i as a movie fan like i want to enjoy both sides i want to enjoy dissecting a film and let's talk about how hard it was and let's talk yeah. about how like investigative or whatever it may deem to be but like i want to have a good time yeah and
1: i think it's so important when they can do both yes like it's great and barbie did that also one that i have not seen yet and i'm i will watch for the oscars but the holdovers i've heard great great things about and i've also heard that it's like good like people really enjoy it Uh like it's like people are adding it to like their christmas rewatch list they're like this is so good and it's like an award nominated film so it's just like this is great
0: i love that we did kind of jump from golden Globes to oscars but i mean like that's the vibe like yeah. They do kinda go hand in hand. Yeah.
1: So back to the um uh that the Golden Globes split the films into the subcategories, the right. comedy or musical and the drama, which they do a TV and so do the Emmys. So that's like a clear that's okay, great. With the Golden Globes, they split the films that way, but the Oscars don't. The Oscars have True. that set like actress only five, actor only five supporting. Only five, all that. So, it it's really interesting. Like for example, um, Emma Stone won the leading actress at the Globes for comedy, and Lily Gladstone won it for drama. And so now it's like it's a it's basically a running it between the up, two of yeah. them. Same with Paul Giamatti won for comedy and Killian Murphy won for drama. So it the nominations also get drastically smaller and the who wins is also going to be a toss-up. It typically goes, and from what I can think of, it usually goes to the drama.
0: To the drama, yeah.
1: Um, which sucks, because I do think comedy roles are so important as well. I mean, it's not always, you know. We're not, you know, going on record saying only drama actors have won, but.
0: Yeah, I think it depends on the role, too. Like, there's been, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example where, There's been a lot of winners that had to go through a huge transformation. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. uh, For example, Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Like, yeah, drama, but also like just the actor just put a lot of work into it. And you know, and you recognize that. I like it when that happens. And that might be for a comedy. You know, Um, Emma Stone might get it for her accent. I don't know.
1: Like, yeah, I 100% agree. And then, so. Other highlights from the Globes that I think are going to make the Oscars pretty interesting. So best screenplay went to Anatomy of the Fall. And I want to say the Globes only had the one screenplay. I, did, I don't think they split it into adapted and original, did they?
0: No, I don't think Can't, so. Yeah.
1: So Anatomy of the Fall won that. Um, but I believe at the the critics' choice, they split it and Anatomy of the Fall got original and um, Oppenheimer got adapted. Because yeah. it's from a book, right? Yeah. Um, and then Best Director went to Christopher Nolan at the Globes. Best Original Song went to What Was I Made For, Billie Eilish, Barbie. Um. And then, wait, that was at the Globes? That was at the Globes, yeah. And then I'm Just Ken won for... The Critics. The Critics. So Critics' Choice, I'm Just Ken won. And people are, to talk, to get on that, people are kind of up in arms about that. They're so mad. And I'm like, it's the Critics' Choice Awards. Like, relax. Like, it's not... It's really nothing. It's the people who go out and judge movies just get to vote on who they like. No one cares about the Critics' Choice Awards. It it was barely televised. Like it was on the CW. Like no (laughs) one knew about it. It's not important. So I'm just Ken. Winning was just like fun. It's kind of like the People's Choice Awards. It's just the fans of movies voting on it. Um, I I think people thinking that I'm just Ken will win at the Oscars is absurd. I'm like it's not gonna happen. Like we're, we're fine. Let Mark Ronson have his Critic's Choice Awards, okay? Like
0: <laughs> speaking of music for the Oscars, I like that they have which I think the Globes have a score as well. But yeah. yeah, there's both original score and original song. I like that difference. There's always been some sort of controversy on like which categories are even included. Mm-hmm. Cause the Emmys and the Globes, I think, both have a separate like creative Yeah uh, section of awards that aren't televised. Yeah. And that's for like wardrobe, styling, hair, makeup, like production design. It's also for um, guest stars. They do like guest stars. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And the Oscars have that as well. But there are a lot of categories that are televised that are like makeup and hair or score, like we're talking about. Um, I was reading into the history of the Oscars, and there's one category that has been because. you can kind of see that there's some categories that have been in and out, or like used to be categories in like the '60s and mm-hmm. just like aren't anymore. Um, but there's this is it's not funny. It's I I actually think it should be included. There's one category that every single year they apply to get it in the Oscars, and every single year it's rejected. Oh my god! And it's stunt coordination. Oh yeah. And I actually think that's very interesting, 100%. and I think that it's like it, maybe it falls in these like behind the scenes categories that wouldn't be televised. But I think that that's actually like a big deal.
1: It's very important. And actually the only award show that does have an award for that are the SAG awards. And it's because stunt people are SAG members. You have to be. Mm -hmm. So that's why they have those awards. But I completely agree. I think stunts are so important because the actors didn't do all that fucking work. No.
0: (laughs) And it's not just like the, the person who does this stunt, but it's like stunt coordination. It's like choreography. It's like you're arranging the way that this is all looking. Yeah. And that includes like, like car crashes and like shooting scenes and like stuff like that which i think is
1: well like for barbie for example the the i'm just ken beach fight scene yeah the the dance choreographer and the stunt coordinator worked together to make that which happens a lot because a lot of times they mix fighting with dancing depending on what kind of movie it is um but yeah they had to work really close together to To get that down, stunt coordinators also work really close with special effects Mm -hmm. and visual effects, Mm -hmm. like the the, which is an Oscar category. Yeah, it's it's yeah, I completely agree. But I think the, I mean, not to be devil's advocate here, but probably the reason they don't do it is because there's not a lot of movies that qualify for, like not a lot of stunt-heavy movies get nominated for Oscars. They probably don't have enough to fill the category mm. which they could like th- just look harder like it's not that difficult <laughs> like, like mad max fury road they had to add stunts in there yeah. and they were nominated for a million oscars That's their year um i mean every single movie has a stunt coordinator you yeah. don't have, to have to
0: yeah um i'm sure oppenheimer had one for like all the explosions oh, and yeah. shit like yeah we
1: got freaking emily blunt and ryan gosling are making a movie about a stunt i'm guy. so
0: excited it <laughs> looks so fun yeah i'm really excited we
1: kind of brushed over critics choice like i said that's not important but that did happen after <laughs> golden globes yeah. um and then sag awards mm-hmm. is the other big one and well big i say it's not that big did you see it's gonna be live on netflix why? I have no idea. This is one that doesn't usually get televised either. You kinda of have to hunt it down if you wanna watch it.
0: Well, it's also like the newest one. All the other awards shows started in like the forties and fifties and the sag just started in ninety five. Hmm. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like the we as the people, we know that it's not as big of a deal as like the top three that we're talking about. However, it being the literal Screen Actors Guild Awards, it's a really big deal for like the people that are in it and their industry. One
1: thousand percent. I per like if I were like I wish my union had awards. I'm like that would be so. Oh fun. hell yeah! But like to be nominated and voted on by your peers and by people that like respect you and are also fans and also know the industry and like they know all that like that's got to be so fulfilling
0: yeah that's really cool even
1: more so than the like the people's choice awards i mean i know a lot of actors and stuff like those as well because it's like oh it's our fan it's the fans doing it but to actually have like your peers and your coworkers voting for you it's gotta be special
0: so and along that line i like that they have categories for i can't say that none of the other ones do but i think this is the main one that does outstanding performance by ensemble yeah um so that's really cool to be recognized for like how you create this chemistry which again is like so important so important for them and their work um and they do it for tv and film so sag also splits it
1: splits it into mm -hmm. the
0: both yeah i'm looking at the SAG categories right now and there is there is a category for outstanding performance by a stunt ensemble. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then they also k- split it into comedy and drama. Yeah.
1: Well, cause I imagine like the last of us, especially it's probably in the stunt category, um, to get nominated for like ensemble.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I like watching the sags just like to see, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. Basically, it's interesting to watch all of them, honestly, to see who's voting on it and yeah. what the the results end up being based off of who votes because, like, we were just talking about the Oscars. Sometimes there are these big, prestigious movies that are made just for award season, and it's like, well, that's not for everybody. Um, and, like, who is sitting up in their high chair deciding that that's the best movie, mm-hmm. you know? So I just like the difference in all yeah. of that. SAG also
1: is one of the ones similar to critics choice where it's a toss up. It's like it, it, they could flip the switch. They could vote for someone completely that hasn't even been nominated for any of the other ones. Cause some of the times the nominations are different too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those ones are, are really fun. And, um, They're different, and they're a little looser. They're not so uptight. Like, the people aren't so – yeah, so. Oh, yeah.
0: I I didn't look too into this, but I do know that there's a difference. Like, there are certain award shows that serve dinner, and some don't. Some serve drinks, and some don't. So that makes a big difference on how the night goes. Yeah.
1: Like, the Globes, I think, is one. Because I I like the Globes because they're all sitting at a table, and they're Mm -hmm. with their respective, like – show or movie yeah they're so cast. that's always fun especially to see who's like sitting by each other and whatever um like the emmys are in an auditorium similar to the oscars like they're just at their seats so yeah uh i agree and critics i think they're at a table with food and drinks which i think last
0: year I the think- oscars were like the chairs were set up differently they had both yeah because i remember well just like the slap it's like fucking ingrained in my brain oh my god yeah um because there were like they were kind of sitting in like groups of two and they were kind of more spread out. And then there were also just like rows yeah. of chairs, but then there were some like tables set up. I don't know. I was just they had like the VIPs up front. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's another thing is like, there are sometimes people always used to complain that the Emmys or the globe, like the shows would like run over there a lot of time or people would get cut off at the end of their speech or whatever. But then also so much of it is getting somebody to walk from the back of the room okay, to mom. wind through all the tables and the chairs yeah. and like say hi to everybody on the way. Like yeah. it takes a while. Yeah.
1: Well, it's also fun to whenever you're starting these award shows and it's like during the host's like monologue or whatever, and you're seeing where everyone's sitting. Yeah. 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 That is such a clear indicator of who's getting these awards. they I'm not going to full on, go out and say they manipulate that seating chart to do that. Love it's it. helpful. They, they do it a little bit. And you can always tell, like, like a good example of this is Jeremy Allen White and Io Debris were, and uh, the other people nominated for the bear, were all in an aisle seat mm. in front of each other. They weren't sitting oh, really? by each other. They were all in an aisle seat right there. So, like, they're going to place aisle seats, people that are going to yeah. win, that are nominated. Yeah. Meryl Streep is always going to be in the front row. Oprah always. is always going to be in the front row. Harrison Ford is most likely going to be in the front row like Brad Pitt, Leo, they've got the the A listers in the front um and especially the the big categories like lead actor and lead actress, they always have them in the front row as well. But, yeah, you can always tell by where their table is placed or where they're sitting. Yeah. But the Globes, I think, is especially the hard one because there's the tables they have to go around. Right. And it's just the whole ground floor is all tables. So they've got to maneuver. And then everyone's trying to hug them and congratulate them. And it's like, dude, my the timer started already. Like, my speech is going. Yeah. So, yeah. So SAG will be fun. And SAG is on Saturday, February 24th.
0: Live on Netflix. Tune in. (laughs) Yeah, live on Netflix is interesting for sure. So then the Oscars will be in March, right? Yeah,
1: Sunday, March 10th.
0: Hosted by
1: Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, Kimmel! Look, I like Kimmel. I think they should keep him doing Oscars. I like Kimmel. Yeah, for sure. He's doing good. I actually had this discussion with um, some friends of ours at dinner one night because it was right after the Globes. It was right after Joe Coy. It was not well. We're not going to dive into it because if if, if you know, you know, and if you don't, it's whatever. But that was topic of conversation. And basically we were talking about like, who should host these things? Like they need to stick to like a clear thing. And I was like, look, the late night hosts are the best at it because one, they're comedians. Two, they know how to roast people without offending them. Because they have to interview them all the time. And they do it on their own show. Like, they they know how to communicate with people and they have to stay on good terms with pretty much everyone in the industry yeah. for their job specifically, too. To get
0: them to keep coming back.
1: They also know a lot because they have to watch everything that their guests come in. Like, they are up with current events. Like, they are so educated in that specific field. mm mm-hmm. And they're entertaining and they know how to work a room. I'm like, so Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers did the Globes one year. He did great. Um,
0: And if they've had the guests on their show before, then they kind of have a rapport and like, you know, that they're jokey and like they can take it. And also it depends on the writer. Yeah. I would argue that Joe Coy just like, cause, um, not to get too far into it, but yeah, let's talk about it. Cause a lot of my coworkers really like him and his comedy. Yeah. And so when that whole thing happened, they kind of got defensive. They were like, look guys, he's really funny. But if you actually look at his comedy sets, they're not about this. Like his, he's funny because he's essentially, he's like George Lopez. George Lopez got famous off of making fun of Mexican culture. Yeah. Joe Coy does the same thing with his Filipino family. And so like, that's just the brand of humor. And that's why he's funny because he's, joking about something that he knows to get into like this whole realm of celebrities and to try to make jokes, which were disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, in my opinion, personally, I think that I, I don't think he's a hundred percent canceled. I think Mm -hmm. that people did go in on him. However, I also think people went really easy on him and I'm like, some of those jokes were bad. Um, but anyways, that aside, like I saw, a clip recently, f- I definitely forget who it was, shoot, but they were basically making a joke about, like, an actor and a Marvel movie, and it's you have to know how to spin it. It was John Mulaney. Yes. I oh. think John Mulaney should host Oscars you re- one year. He reposted it. I love it. him. Yep. Yeah, because it was more of a joke on Marvel and uh-huh. not the actor.
1: It was... So... When it, I love the joke. Let's share it. it was <laughs> Angela Bassett was getting yes. the Governor's Award for... She was getting an honorary Oscar because she has never gotten one and needs one. So he was like... Angela Bassett is such a good actor that she was nominated for a Marvel film. He's like, you know how good of an actor you have to be to be nominated for a Marvel film? He's like, that's like winning a Pulitzer Prize for like a takeout menu or something. That's so funny. And they cut to Robert Downey Jr. cracking up, like dying laughing because it was such a good joke and it had no dig on it. Marvel actors, it had no dig on Angela Bassett, it was just on Marvel in general. Yeah, it was just
0: a, a slight it, it dig funny. on Marvel, it was funny, it, no harm, things like yeah, that. 100%. Um, so jokes like that, you have to know how to spin it, yeah, um, and keep it clean. Like, we're not talking about Barbie's boobies, I thought that was disgusting, I hated that. Yeah, I really like, and I was like, when we were talking about the Golden Globes and Joe Coy I went back to see who hosted it in the past and I forgot that they did this so many years in a row of Tina Fey and Amy, Amy Poehler. Poehler yeah. They did it so many times and they were so good, so good. every time. Yeah. Um, I will never get over the joke of when she's like talking about George Clooney's wife yep. Amal yep. and she's like, she's a humanitarian. She's a lawyer that's like fighting for these rights, human rights in Gaza and all this stuff. So tonight her husband <laughs> is getting a lifetime achievement, achievement award <laughs> It's so good. Things like that. Like you have to, it's like a compliment (laughs) sandwich. Like you have to compliment and roast at the same time. And it's so funny. That is, probably my favorite joke in in the entire world it's
1: so funny actually
0: it's not even a roast you're kind of just poking fun at the irony like yeah a hundred
1: percent because then afterwards she goes into like okay george clooney's a great actor like all this stuff but she in the same time like you said yeah she was complimenting george clooney on like securing this (laughs) yeah like she's great and also just how like she yeah the irony of it is well and also like
0: george clooney's singleness is a long time joke in hollywood because he was never really like he was sort of a ladies man but he was never really tied down and right. they were like he's he's people's sexiest man alive yeah. he's the hottest hunk everybody loves him why is this man single yeah. and then he finally finds this amazing woman and he talks about how much he loves her and it's like the most beautiful thing yeah. so then to poke fun at things like that it's just like it's all a good fun yeah
1: she had a an- Tina Fey had another good joke uh year I think before he married Amal but uh she was like Oh, George Clooney and Sandra Bullock are nominated for Gravity. <laughs> he's like, which is just a movie that shows that George Clooney would rather fly off into space and spend
0: another <laughs> minute alone with a woman his own age. Exactly. So good. <laughs> um, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think John Mullaney would do great. I do think he's so funny. And I think your point about the late night host is great because, yeah, they have to have this, like, rapport and connection with the guests. And they know the industry. You also kind of need to be a friendly face to get
1: good feedback from the people. Like, yeah. a big thing with Joe Koi, he started off fine. I mean, again, the jokes weren't great. But they they got bad when they got bad, and then they got worse. But before that, it was fine. And people just weren't laughing. Yeah. And so you, you kind of need help. So I know there were a lot of comedians that kind of went to his defense and said, like, look, it's really hard to be up there. Yeah. Especially when you have short notice, all this stuff. I don't think... They weren't making excuses for him, but they were like, again, he's not fully canceled. It's like, whatever. The, no right. one cares. Another reason why I don't think he's fully canceled is because, again, no one really knows who he is. So they they're, they give up on it two days
0: the thing later. The like, he had done well, this would have been like launching him into, you know, doing bigger stuff. percent Yeah. Um, but... I think, yeah, he didn't start off too bad, but then once he started, once there was like one bad joke and like nobody laughed and then it was a couple in a row that, oh God. And then he
1: threw his writers under the bus. You don't do that. That was bad.
0: But then honestly his whole energy, I was, I was watching it and I was like, is he drunk? And like, I, even if he wasn't drunk, I think just like kind of flailing and nobody laughing. I think he just was like freaking out up there and he just started getting like big and loud and like, it was just really weird. To watch, but the... Like, honestly, I think Chris Rock did a great job last year. Yep. He'll never And <laughs> he got... Yeah. <laughs> I miss uh, when Ricky Gervais used to do the Golden Globes. See, I don't like him. I Yeah, he's kind of an asshole.
1: He is an asshole. What I think he did... Because, again, they kept inviting him back. I yeah, he did a he lot. I think what he did... He geared towards the people at home watching, not the people in the room. But he did it with confidence to where he didn't get shaken up like Joe Coy did. And his Joe Coy's jokes weren't good, but still. Like... Ricky Gervais full sent the asshole. You got to commit, yeah. commit if yeah. you're going to commit. If you're going to do it, do it. And so he w- he geared towards the people, so the ratings were really good. He pissed off a lot of celebrities, which, yeah, your jokes were mean, <laughs> you know? And then I, but I liked the year where he was like, look, I'm not doing this again. So it's still everyone was like,
0: yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, the, yeah, the other thing about Joe Coy is he's not canceled because I feel like people let him off too easy. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe I'm just used to cancel culture, but even Greta Gerwig was like, well, he wasn't wrong. And I'm like, girl, you're going to let him say that? Yeah.
1: I think they just for picking their battles. It's just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it was so clear. I like, think the public did enough of the shaming that like the celebrities that were there were just like, I don't
0: care. Yeah, whatever. Um, Okay, but speaking of Greta Gerwig, let's get back to some of the snubs. Which yeah. People are saying the snubs and people are saying like, well you're focusing on the snubs and not the people who were actually nominated, which America Ferreira. Great. I love that she was nominated. I just feel like people are washing over it. Not because they would rather Margot Robbie got nominated, but more so because like, we're just very aware that America Ferrera is just not going to win. Yeah. I'm so sorry to say that, but like that is my mindset. So that I'm like, I'm kind of just like, that's awesome that she was nominated. I'm sorry. She's not going to win, but like, let's talk about,
1: But at the same time, Margot wouldn't win either if she was nominated. And neither is Ryan. Everyone is saying, like, they're all up in arms about this. Well,
0: and Best Picture. Yeah. Or, no. Director. Director, thank you. Yeah, Greta wouldn't win either.
1: I mean, I do, I completely see where, um, where you're coming from. I am, like, where I'm at on it is, I don't like that... To basically say Margot and Greta got snubbed, they're tearing down Ryan Gosling's nomination. Like, Mm. and I know that that's not their intent. I know what they're trying to say is like, oh, it's so so ironic that this, like, feminist movie and Ken gets nominated and Barbie doesn't. But, like, I feel like, like, the fact that Ryan came out with a statement, he shouldn't have had to do that. Like, no one, America didn't do that. She also got nominated. Yeah. And that's the other thing. They're all focusing on Ryan Gosling that, yeah, they are glossing over America's nomination. It mean, right. is the first time she's ever been nominated for an Oscar. That's great. But yeah, I think they're just focusing in too much on that. Like, Ryan should not have felt the need as a man in the movie to make that announcement, like, to make that statement.
0: No, I agree that people went too hard on it for sure. Um, and not to diss Ryan, but. I don't think this is a diss to Ryan. This is more of a show of, like... Uh, I do uh, I do think that Margot Robbie should have been nominated because I think if you look at their roles, the things that Margot Robbie had to do to be Barbie and, mm-hmm. like, just the detail and, like, the effort that was put in and also, like, yeah, it's nominated for Best Picture and she's a producer on it and that she's in it for that. Right. But, like, I just think that as the work of... Because we are looking at, you know, best actor. You look at the work and I I don't know. It's just like, I'm not saying that she would win over Ryan, but the fact that he was nominated and she wasn't doesn't feel equal to me either. Yeah.
1: I think, so I kind of did some research on this and it, it helped me get clarification on it and, okay. a, and a better feeling. Because I agree, I at first I, I was livid and I am still mad. I do think she deserves a nomination. I think the difference in... America and Ryan's respective categories and Margot's is Margot had more competition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ryan and America didn't have as much competition. They have a smaller genre. Mm-hmm. And I think because I'm like, yes, Margot got snubbed. Like I'm so mad. And then I, someone said, okay, who would you rather she be nominated than who made it in? Ooh, and then dead. looking at That's the hard. five, like, who are you going to pick? Like, oh my no, God, no. Yeah. you can't. That's hard. And so, I, someone said the way the nominations like work is that like Margot was probably on a lot of the lists, but she was probably more of a four or five pick than a one and two. And because of that, she probably just didn't get in in the majority of the people that nominated. Mm. So I think it, it's just that there were also other good people nominated and she just missed the ticket, which it sucks. Ugh. 100%, but this is the first time that in the leading actress category, like, half of it are people of color. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Lily Gladstone is the first Native American woman to be nominated for an Oscar, and yeah. she's gonna win it. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's gonna win it. And it's yeah. so exciting. But yeah, like, getting the question of, like, okay, who would you rather not get nominated for Margot to fit in the five? Mm. And it's like, when you put it that way, it's like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's not my
1: job. I don't care, Yeah, you know? I'm not
0: saying that.
1: However, Greta... I feel different on the best director. I think Greta was snubbed hard, I think. And I do think Margo was snubbed as well, but I think Greta 100% could have made it in that fucking category. That is so, the fact that she didn't so many times in the past as well is so infuriating. And I think if a freaking movie gets nominated for best picture and so many of the actors get nominated, how are you not going to nominate the director? And
2: the writer yeah. of the movie.
1: I mean, like, she did it all, like, so that was pretty um, frustrating. Um, yeah, because the, the director,
0: only... the other directors, are nominated for Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest.
1: Yeah, I think Zone of Interest is the one that hasn't been nominated for all the other mm. awards.
0: Yeah, so that's why I thought that was interesting. But
1: and only one female. The Anatomy of the Fall is yeah. a female director. Everyone else is Martin Scorsese and Christopher Nolan and all that.
0: Yeah, it's probably gonna go to Christopher Nolan, but.
1: Deserving, I think Christopher Nolan deserves it. I know. I just
0: wish Greta would have gotten the nom. I think she I did agree. a fantastic job, especially for this movie. Yeah, like she's
1: only ever gotten it for Lady Bird. I think Little Women deserved it, d- should have deserved her a
0: nom as well. And she Little Women was it. fantastic, yeah. Um, but I think like to hear her talk about the way that she wanted to set up the movie and like the vision that she had, I'm not saying the other directors didn't, just like I don't know. I just think that she really spearheaded that project and did a fantastic job
1: yeah like i think to like the reason barbenheimer was so big is because people respected these two directors they respected all the actors it they band together to promote i mean it was huge so i think christopher nolan did put as much work into oppenheimer as greta did into barbie again two completely different movies but like martin scorsese just directed another movie like yeah i mean i'm not saying killers of thorman wasn't i haven't watched it yet i will but i'm not saying that's not a good movie but it's Martin Scorsese, like right. He direct. It's like it's like Steven Spielberg. It's like yeah. okay, he just did another movie. and yeah. you're gonna nominate him because of his fucking name. Like let's relax, okay? So I yeah, I, I think that was a stretch. But it's it's annoying. It's really really annoying. Um, but I do think Ryan deserved his nomination. Yeah, hundred I, percent. I rewatched Barbie recently. Um, and. I, yes, there is no Ken and there is no like Gloria without Barbie without Margot, but Ryan did incredible. I he he's such a good actor and this one he, it really takes you out of it's Ryan Gosling. Like it, he yeah. did he was so funny. Yeah. He fully committed um not even just then just for the whole promotion of the movie just him in general as a person. He just committed to this fucking role and I think he did it great and the fact that He got nominated for his first nomination for an Oscar, I believe. And it was for playing Ken in in the Barbie movie. It's just, it's kind of incredible. Like how, like the fact that you can make this like almost a joke, this joke of a person, Ken, and get nominated for the most prestigious award in Hollywood. It's so impressive. Yeah, I agree. And I think he fully deserves it. He's not going to win. RDJ is going to win. But yeah, I was just getting to that.
0: <clears throat> um, he's been nominated three times for an Academy, RDJ has been nominated okay. three times for an Academy Award and he hasn't won. So I'll be really excited if he wins this year. Yeah.
1: So RDJ won the globe and, uh, he went up there and his speech in it, which I thought was so funny. He was like, look, I know we're looking at this, like this is, you know, important. This is a big deal, but this is more just like a best improved cause he had been nominated so many times. He's never won. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just, you know, it's the most improved actor award and everyone kind of laughed and we were like yeah that's good
0: well he also said he's glad that he didn't win for Chaplin because he was so young yeah that it would have gone to his head and he would have been like i'm the best like i'm the shit and he's True. like worked his ass off for his career since yeah. then and the other thing is i love that he is once again getting recognized for the actor that he is because for so long people just said iron man iron man iron man and before that during that and after that he's actually done a lot of on the other amazing roles so um yeah it's cool to see his career unfold like that Not to
1: mention the greatest comeback in hollywood yeah that man was an was an addict and in jail like prison like he came back so hard i he did a roundtable recently and i think a question to all the actors were what would you be doing if you weren't acting he was like i'd probably be in jail (laughs) and everyone laughed and he laughed it was like a laugh but like that it's not funny. It's serious. Like it's like, what, he was like, no, seriously. And we're yeah. like, yeah, no, we know. Cause like, that's how he got out was he, you know, did Iron Man essentially. Like he just, you know, catapulted that and really crawled his way back into the people's, um, in our hearts. Yeah. Our hearts and the academies. And yeah. yeah. So I think, uh, he's definitely going to take it. There is also this rumor going around that the Academy kind of awards people, when the time is right. Mm-hmm. Similar to what RDJ said of like, if he had won in Chaplin, it would have gone to his head. Like Leo, for example, is yeah, a great I example. Say. He nominated so many times and never, never won until like he was in his like fifties or however fucking old he is. Yeah. And then he finally won. And, and then it just made it kind of that much better. And so they think that they award kind of the long-running actors that took forever to get there. And for that, it's a little biased, like, sure. So I think that is another prime example of why RDJ will take it, too. Because, again, he's been around forever.
0: Which it's also – there are some actors that are just, like, the great of the great that have won multiple times. But I do think it's nice that – it's not like there's the same person winning every year. Yeah. Um, I think that would be hard to do, depending on who it is. It's it's Meryl Streep. (laughs) Unless it's Meryl Streep. Um, oh yeah, who was it that makes the joke that like if Meryl Streep is nominated, you're just you're gonna lose.
1: Yeah, I think there was one year where Jimmy was like, "Meryl's here," and they brought out like five Oscars or something. And they were like, "No, no, not yet," and everyone started dying laughing yeah. just because they were like, "Oh, sorry, I heard I heard her name. I <laughs> just, I just. They were like, just wait, okay? Like, we'll
0: happening? get there. Yeah. yeah. yeah Next yeah. time you hear her name, <laughs> bring them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so." It's, it's always exciting to see. And I think that, I mean, I was just saying earlier how the academies and everything else in the industry is kind of like, there is somebody kind of telling me what's good and what's bad. Yeah. Um, there are still things that we enjoy, obviously, but I do think that it's to have the goal to watch the Academy Award nominated films, I think is really exciting, or at least the best picture. Like, that's one thing that I try to do if I can't do it before the Oscars then, like, I do try to watch The Best Picture every year just to see what we're talking about because I think that there is something to say for, like, everybody voting on it and everybody saying how great it is and there's something to learn there and movies, like, mean something, yeah you know, so it's important.
1: And that's what makes it, um like, so the Academy, so the Academy of the Oscars is a beta of, of about 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to like the Emmys. It's all people that work within the film industry and it's split into 17 different branches. So it's split into the actors, producers, directors, production designer, costume designer, all that. And um, what I think makes the categories more special too, is that the branches of that respective category. So like the actors in the Academy. They only get to nominate the acting categories. Sound gets to nominate sound categories. Cinematography nominates cinematography directors, so on and so forth. Except Best Picture, everyone can nominate a Best Picture running. Um, but I thought that was very interesting and also kind of makes it fair, so it's not like some random sound guy is throwing in like a random actor. Into the, it's because like you don't understand the craft. You don't understand the work that went into it. Um, yeah. So that's how the... The nominations work, and I think that also goes into play when we were talking about Margot, is um, her not getting in, because they probably just voted for someone else a little bit more than they voted for her, and Mm -hmm. she just didn't make the cut. Um, But in my research of this, what I found really interesting about the Academy voting, um, so pretty standard stuff, when they go to vote for every category um, except Best Picture, every category is person with the most votes wins. And everyone can vote on all the categories once they're all nominated. But with Best Picture, and this is so interesting to me, and it only started in 2009, they do it based off a preferential ballot. So each person in the Academy lists the Best Picture nominees 1 through 10, favorite to least favorite. Mm. And the accountants gather all the ballots, calculate it all up. They calculate all the first place people, put it in their stack. So like Oppenheimer, Barbie, whatever. If a certain movie gets 50% of the votes right off the bat, automatically best picture. You're, you're number one. You got 50% or more of the Academy. So like 5,000 of number one. Voted one. Voted one. Interesting. We'll say like Oppenheimer. Vote Oppenheimer one. Oppenheimer wins. If they calculate all the ballots and no one has surpassed that 50% level, they then start dropping a movie. So they would drop the movie that got the least amount of number one spots. So let's say... Anatomy of the Fall. I'm just throwing it out there, just to put a picture. So then they drop Anatomy of the Fall out of the number one running. They then take everyone who voted Anatomy of the Fall one, and they take their number two spot and put that as a number one. So say you voted Anatomy of the Fall one, but then you voted Oppenheimer two, then it goes into Oppenheimer's as if it was a number one. And they do that with all of them until they surpass that 50%. So it makes it, in their terms, and I guess it makes sense, like an even playing field of if you if multiple people need to enjoy the movie. It might not have been your number one choice, but it was your two. It was your three. Mm. So like not only does your film need to appease to everybody, like to all the people. So you need a number one spot, but you also need some twos and some threes in there yeah. so you can get those votes. And that's how they pick best picture. And then at that point, I think the people calculating it, they only there's only three people that know. Well, wow. there used to be two until the mishap. Of Moonlight, La La Land. Now there's three that know who broke that 50 percent barrier. Who Best Picture is? Wow. But I just find it so interesting that they do do that. They do a ranking. I would take that so seriously if I was in the Academy. I'm sitting there and I'm like, one, okay, but
0: two or three. I don't. I don't know. Maybe two yeah. or three. That's hard. Wait. So, well, how else would they do it? I just think that just vote. <laughs> like, who do you want? Oh, you only get to pick one, right? You do because I mean, that's <laughs> how they
1: do it with all the other categories. You when pick it comes one, one to and the most yeah, yeah. picks.
0: It's just a straight vote. Yeah.
1: Just, like, a common vote. And then... interesting. The preferential is you, you rank all of the movies 1 through 10, or right. however many are in it. Right. And, uh, yeah, whoever has the most ones wins. Damn. That's hard. Yeah. But no. it's very interesting. When I read that, I yeah. was like, wow.
0: But it makes sense. Like you said, like, to give... I mean, it's kind of like... <laughs> it's not kind of like, but the only thing I'm thinking about right now is, like, the point system in Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, like... Because... I, I don't know. I feel like it's a little ridiculous. And so the way that it's like first place gets 25 points, second place gets, what is it, 20 points? Yeah. And then 18 and then whatever. And so I feel like it should just be, I don't know, one point versus 20 points. Right. And so it's just kind of a weird, because there's just such a large jump from first place to even third place. Yeah. That's a lot of points missing. Yeah, um, So it is similar, like a ranking vibe um, of saying like, okay, well if it's not, first place then your second place still gets bumped up x amount of points based on your ranking like you're saying of the if the first place gets eliminated because it's the least amount then Mm -hmm. second place gets bumped up yeah so yeah interesting very
1: interesting and so that's why I think best picture has never been a t- can never be a tie.
0: No, of course not. But
1: there have been ties in other categories. And so there they can be ties in categories such as like I think sound one year got a tie because it's just they probably got 5000 for one movie, 5000 for another, split right down the middle. Damn. It's very rare, but it can happen in every category but best picture.
0: Yeah, cuz you're going <laughs> to put best on that thing, but it'll yeah. be the best. I mean, even like best actor, best supporting actor, like I don't think there should be ties.
1: No. Yeah. And they're never really It's like good. having two gold medals. You can't do that. Yeah, no. I know, I wonder I mean, I think they would do it, but I just don't think it's ever even come up. Like I don't think it's ever happened.
0: Yeah. I well, it, they might not do it. Like yeah. they might force it. Mhm. Um, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, we're excited. Um, So all we have left, like you said, is the Sags and the Oscars. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. I was going to touch on the Oscar nickname. There's a bunch of rumors about where that came from, but it's just kind of a nickname. A bunch of people have taken credit for it. Yeah, I
1: think it's just the nickname of they made a person like a just that's the trophy that they made. And then they just named him Oscar.
0: Yeah. Like there's this one actress from like the 40s and she claimed that. She nicknamed she nicknamed the statue Oscar because it looked like the butt looked like her husband's butt or something like that. That's like funny. something funny. I like that. So yeah, it's just a nickname. Um, but it is the Academy Awards. So we're excited. Um, we got a lot of predictions. Like Bailey said, depending on who won the Globe, who's gonna take it to the Oscars? And who do you is taking Best Picture? Best Picture, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yep.
1: Yeah. I think Oppenheimer's sweeping. The I think Oscars. so too.
0: I think it's gonna go, Best Picture, Director maybe Killian Murphy, but definitely Robert Downey Jr. Definitely Robert.
1: I think Killian Murphy will get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and as far as like um it might get sound. I think it got original score at the Globe, so it's probably going to get that too. Cinematography maybe. I hope what Was I made for wins for song? I think it will. I'm pr- like 90% positive it will.
0: Which would be really exciting for Billy because she won for uh 007. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so good.
1: Yeah. No, I think it
0: 100% will. That movie, um, like... Or that song changed the movie. Like, yeah. that is... It ugh,
1: made it what it what is. What it is. It's iconic. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think Lily Gladstone is going to get lead actress. Or at least I hope she does. I know last week I did say Emma. Um,
0: Wait, so have you seen... Um, not yet. I kinda started it, but I haven't finished it.
1: <laughs> it's on Apple TV, though. I do yeah, want to watch gotta it. Yeah, we got to watch it. But I think just hearing... I've, I've listened to a lot of people talk, and, and I do... I want, I think, especially after learning, I didn't know that she was the first um, Native American woman to be nominated. So now that I know that, I'm like, I really want her to win. Mm-hmm. Really,
0: really want her to win. Um, for s- actress in a supporting role, I don't know if Emily Blunt's going to get it for Oppenheimer. Uh, it yeah, might be Jodie Foster.
1: I don't know. Div- uh, Divine Joy Randolph is front runner. Oh, now. I got to see the holdovers. She's in the holdovers. Really? Okay. Yeah, she's front runner. So I think, I think she's going to take it. Um, adapted screenplay, I think Oppenheimer's gonna get it. I w- I want Barbie to get it, but I think Oppenheimer is gonna get it.
0: Yeah, that's hard. Um,
1: but original screenplay, I think Anatomy of the Fall will seal that. I haven't seen it, but that is uh,
0: I've heard really good things. Yeah,
1: you May, December. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who's getting cinematography. I can't even like, I don't know, I haven't seen enough of the films to make an educated uh, prediction on that
0: yet. No, I haven't either. Um, there, ugh, Honestly, there's a lot of movies. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see all of these. You know what? Um, Oppenheimer is probably also going to get it for editing just because of the fact that it was shot in film. Like,
1: oh, for sure. I forgot it was shot in film. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping, and I hope this happens. I hope costume, hair and makeup, and production design all go to Barbie. Hell I hope yeah. Barbie gets all three. Hell yeah. I think it deserves it. I don't think any other movie had better or like stand out enough costume hair and makeup or production design maybe poor things for production design that uh and maybe for costume but yeah maybe but yeah i just think barbie killed it in all of those
0: categories oh and
1: animated feature film i think spider-man's getting it Across i hope it does mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's awesome that's also like the only one that i've seen so yeah
1: <laughs> that the other one that could potentially get it is the boy and the heroine Her- heron i that haven't one. seen it it's a it's a foreign language film, but Robert Pattinson's in it apparently. Oh, he voices like someone in it. I sure. don't know. But yeah, that's the other one, but I think Spider-Man will seal it.
0: Um, honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if Maestro uh snuck in there with a few cuz a lot of people said that that was really well done. I roast about the the nose, but otherwise well done. Anatomy of a Fall, American Fiction, like I don't know. I feel like not not for best picture maybe but i just feel like the other categories could sneak in there
1: yeah but i hope american fiction wins something yeah um that was one that snuck in um sterling k brown got nominated yeah best supporting actor for american fiction which is great I love him. um oh snub that okay we were talking about just real quick because we were talking about the because of the strike they had to sneak in they had to get these movies released to be able to qualify for oscars because towards the end, poor things got in there. Iron Claw. I think Iron Claw got snubbed. Like, mm. it didn't get any nominations. And I just think at the very least, I really wanted Zach to get something. Not. I'm not saying I did want him to get an Oscar nom. I really did. But any other one, I just feel like it didn't get nominated for anything in any of the award seasons. I know none. And it's honestly such a bummer. It's such a bummer.
0: That sucks.
1: But it's the way the cookie crumbles. But I am really happy for Sterling K. Brown. I think that was great.
0: Yeah, I love him. I do love it when like somebody either new or like hasn't been nominated before, or like has done great work but hasn't been nominated before, like gets recognized. Um, it does kind of suck when you kind of know that they're not gonna win, but
1: I know. Um, and I'm also excited for all the songs to be performed. I'm excited, right? Right? <gasps> I'm yes. gonna do. I'm just Ken. I love the
0: Oscars. So excited for that reason.
1: I'm so excited. And Billy's performance. I mean, Barbie. Yeah, has two songs in the yeah. nominations. It's great. I really hope Brian sings it. There's no way they wouldn't have him do it.
0: I don't know I think they might switch it up though like he might do it but it might be like very understated like he's not gonna be like dancing around yeah no with like a bunch of Ken's in the background uh-uh. it might be just like a piano and him being like
1: I'm just kidding <laughs> it's gotta be alt rock it's not gonna hit the same that's true put your manly hand in mine. god that movie's so good honestly worth a rewatch if you haven't watched I it need to. it's so it's good
0: I have it to like out. do some laundry and stuff so maybe I'll put it on later yeah
1: but yeah, I'm excited. And that is still I mean, it's still a month away. But like we said, the noms came out last week. So how to talk about it? How do you get our thoughts out?
0: Yeah, 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 well, an award season is always exciting and confusing because like, if you don't know the difference on like who votes for it, and what it means, then it's, you know, it can be confusing. It's still fun to watch, of course. Um, and if
1: it's TV or film or both, it's yes, switched yeah. up a lot.
0: I thought the Golden Globes. I thought it was like Emmys, Golden Globes, Oscars. Like I didn't know that the Golden Globes were like very definitively second tier. Yeah. Um, I always thought the Golden Globes were like such a big deal.
1: Yeah, because you always hear like um people uh, like that are TV actors are like, oh, we got to get that Emmy nom, but like never the Golden Globe, no one cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't and, know. The, um, what was it? I think the Have you seen the Jane Fonda Lily? Tomlinson interview where she's like, well, how many Golden Gloves do you have? She's like, I don't know. I don't count those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That really paints a picture for you. You're like, no yeah. one cares. Also, I think because it's the 300 people in the Hollywood foreign press that, again, it's all it's the hypocrisy
0: yeah. of it all. I just don't think actors care. When it's also like, it's the press. Like, you're not, you know, I think it, like we were talking about the SAGs or the Oscars, like, it's more exciting to be voted on by your peers who recognize yeah what needs to be done to achieve that
1: i find the critics awards very interesting
0: yeah
1: also also so many people
0: showed up to it like
1: they were all there i'm like you do you care what the critics (laughs) like think like i they don't i feel like the
0: critics choice awards are not always popping like that so interesting
1: yeah anyway if you have any other questions or we didn't clarify something enough um just let us know like dm us or, or something yeah
0: add us in the comments um yeah. and we can talk about it or we'll, we'll like make a separate tiktok about it or whatever um that'll be really fun and then next week we're gonna go see argyle yeah. and we're gonna talk about it which we're so excited because there's a lot of rumors about it
1: yeah even I'm if really excited.
0: i am preparing myself like if Nothing about Taylor Swift is addressed. I'm prepared. For sure. I think it'll still be a really fun movie. Um, Samuel L. Jackson is in his don't give a fuck having fun days. Did you see him at the premiere? No, he's just sitting there taking selfies, like having the time of his life. Like Iconic. he's so unserious these days. Yeah,
1: he's been on hiatus from Marvel. He's just chilling. I know he's
0: straight chilling. <laughs> um, and I love Bryce Dallas Howard, and like it's just gonna be such a fun time. So yeah, Dua Lipa's in Dua it. Dua Lipa, John Cena, John Cena, yeah. Henry Cavill. Like we're in for a treat. Oh,
1: yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm really excited. Oh, and a uh, freaking um. Catherine O'Hara's in it.
0: Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, so fun. And it's, it's from the director. Is it director or producers of Kingsman? Which yeah. those movies are like, okay. But they are fun. So fun. it'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, Fun action. Funny. The cat looks funny. Like yeah. it's going to be a good time. That'll be good.
1: And we're going over that next week. Bye. Bye.